1-800-504-7640. TalkZone.com! Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome to the Two Guys at a Mic Show. Beautiful Tuesday here in the fine city of Chicago. One hour sports talk and more here on the TalkZone.com. Big Dog is off today live in studio. Brady's stiff, arguably, very arguably, by the way, one of our most popular fill-in hosts. Brady, uh, great to have you join us. Lots to talk about in the world of sports today, but first, let me welcome you back. It's been a while since we've had your rather large keister sitting in seat number two. <laughs> it has been, Coach. I think the last the last couple times I was in doing the show, you were not here. So it was me and Big Dog or me by myself. Wait and uh, You were here and I was not here? Yeah, we didn't tell you. I may have to get a copy of that particular show. Brady running <laughs> the show by himself? Hitting the control? I was not aware of that. See? I think you just let out company secrets. <laughs> what is this, Wiki Sports Talker? <laughs> Interesting. By the way, they arrested that guy. Did you see that? What's his name? Jacques Chiron? Julian Assange. Yeah, close. 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 Huh? Very close. <laughs> <laughs> Jacques is Julian. I knew it was in that uh, French, 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 French genre. Something. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Very, very interesting. But we got lots to talk about here. Sports and uh, more. Brady Stiff in the house with the coach of the two of us. So apparently you were in studio when I was not unawares to me. I was out uh, vacationing or probably on a suspension leave back then. That might have been one of my uh, community service mandatory suspension days, but apparently uh, Brady was running roughshod over the studio here. But the two of us have not worked together probably three, four, five months. Yeah, something like that since before football season, that's for sure. Ah. Yeah. By the way, your uh, rather large keister I referred to, it's a little bit less. You're working out, you're looking good. Oh, thanks, Coach. I appreciate yeah, that. I notice these things. I'm a very observant individual. <laughs> I try. Yeah. I try. It doesn't always work, but I okay. try. Right now, you're a second in my favorite male sports personalities, right behind NFL referee who roughed the Bears game. Ed Hockley. Ed Hockley, yes, who I, I mistakenly called Jim Hockley yesterday. <laughs> I posted on my Facebook page uh, when I noticed <laughs> that he was doing the game. He has a tendency to tell great stories yes. on the football field when he's explaining penalties. And yep. he didn't he didn't do it until um, Indomitian Sue hit Jay Cutler with what may or may not have been a, his forearm. Yes. And then he, he went and demonstrated exactly how it happened, yeah. or at least how he saw it happened. Yeah. He's very verbal at Hockley. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I think the NFL might have told him to tone it down, though, a little bit, because he really didn't get overly verbal until that that uh, that play. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe the NFL stepped in. I love it, though. I think it's great that Ed, that Ed does the, that. The games aren't long enough for three hours. You need to hear a referee <laughs> break down and explain clause number two. Section 3, Article 4, why a particular rule is the games are long enough as it is? Well, you'll never go without knowing when Ed Hockley. Sometimes these penalties they call, you don't, you have no idea what they called and why they called it. Yeah. But with Ed Hockley, it's, that's yeah. not the case. You, you, you'll always know. I just look, I like, I just like looking at it, Ed Hockley's with the big monster, potentially steroidal look in the extra small referee shirt. But all kidding aside, he's actually a pretty good referee, and I do appreciate the way Last year, I believe, when he completely blew a game where he took it like a man and uh, admitted it, 
and uh, it, it showed his human side genuinely. That was with genuinely Jay Cutler as well. Bad. That was with Jay Cutler as well. That play when Jay Cutler was still on oh, the Broncos. I forgot about that. Yeah, was that, Jay Cutler Broncos... on the positive or negative end of that? Uh, well, positive. it ended up being the positive because, because San Diego was right. the team that got yeah. right. Yeah. So that was uh, Jay Cutler and Ed Hockley forever linked mm-hmm. in more ways than one. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Just don't let Mrs. Cutler, Cutler know, or don't let... Uh, Kristen Cavallari. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> 888-463-6748. We have any Brady Stiff fanatics out there? You want to give us a call and uh, uh, bug Brady, bother Brady, or God forbid actually tap into the sports expertise. And I do use that term loosely. If a Brady Stiff, feel free to give us a call, 888-463-6748. You can email your comments to Brady at Mike2GuysAOL.com. That's M-I-C and the number two, Mike2GuysAOL.com. Yes, David Olson, producer extraordinaire. Uh, speaking of people linked to Jay Cutler, um, Josh McDaniels was fired this morning as head coach of the Broncos. Yes. Yeah. Expl- explain the uh, the linkage, Mr. Stiff. Well, Josh McDaniels, Jay Cutler, feuding in, in Denver, which led to uh, Jay being traded to the Chicago Bears. So McDaniels, Cutler not really getting along, some mm-hmm. friction there. And that, that was sort of the, the theme of McDaniels' whole tenure in, in Denver. It didn't start out well. It only got worse with this latest Spygate thing. Uh, so I, he started out 6-0 and and then went like 3-17 and in the next La- last year. Yeah. Yeah, he this started. This is year out number great. two. This is yeah. This is year number two. Was year number two? We should say now. Um, wow. Started out that's six a, and zero. That's a quick demise. With Kyle Orton, mind you, six yes. and zero with Kyle Orton, and then down goes the ship. Smoke and mirrors. Yeah. You go six <laughs> and zero with Kyle Orton. That that's smoke and mirrors. Josh McDaniels fired week after week number thirteen of the National Football League season. Another coach bites the dust uh, he was the young whippersnapper who came over from new england right he was yes, the he was offensive a, he was a belichick genius. disciple yeah yeah belichick disciple interesting yep very young it's tough very tough to be an nfl coach in this particular day and age you've got uh, how many guys on the roster 53 50, 53 uh and that's guys. including practice squad i believe if, if my numbers are yeah, correct and they're not the uh subservient athletes of yesteryear no they are the domineering, I have my own posse, I have my own thoughts, don't mess with me, athletes of today. Not easy, particularly for a young coach. Right. Not an easy, who was who a successful young successful coach right now? Successful young coach? Uh, Sean Payton. Sean he look, Payton, He looks definitely. like he's young. He might be he's, one of those. He's a young guy. He's got to be in his 30s still. Uh, see, I'm, he might be one of those 55-year-old guys that you know looks perennially young. There yeah, are people like yeah. that. I hate people like that. Well, he's a Chicago guy, though, too. Yes. So, I, I, is he young? David, Nap- will you look that up? Sean Payton's age? Naperville, uh, North Naperville High School, Eastern Illinois University. Certainly successful. Yes, David. Got to throw out Mike Tomlin. Oh, yeah, of course. Mike Tomlin. Love Mike Tomlin. Super Bowl. Both guys winning yeah. Super Bowls early in their coaching yeah. career. It's always good for the success factor, the, yeah. su- the success meter. I've never you even, will. you know, I, just, just watching Mike Tomlin on the sidelines. Timlin or Tomlin? Tomlin. Thank you. He has that aura. Wasn't Timlin a baseball guy? You're right. He's baseball pitcher. pitcher. Right. Mike Timlin. Don't want to get your Timlins and Tomlins mixed up. Yes, David. Sean Payton is not that young. He's pushing 50. See that? Really? He's one of those guys. That 40, I did 40, not 47 know. to yeah. be exact. Wow. But, but you know what? He'll be 72 years old, and he'll still have that baby face. Yeah. <laughs>
It is the baby face yeah. that, that throws me off there. I hate people like that. <laughs> you might be one of those. You got, you got a little angelic look to you for a man who's what? I didn't shave this morning, this though. Point? Yeah, mid-30s. Right. God. Holy? <laughs> 23. You don't look a day over 30. <laughs> <laughs> I better not. Although I didn't shave this morning. I got, you got, didn't? A, got a little 5 o'clock shadow uh, or 10 o'clock. Suspension. <laughs> Doc is pay. What is this, the Yankees? Yeah. 888-463-6748. Folks, dial it up. Two guys at a mic with you right up until 11 o'clock. Brady's stiff in the house. By the way, our research department, uh, we break down all the different ratings and listeners to the show. Interestingly, when you are in... Spike? Are... No, no, Spike no, no, or... no, 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 no. Arrow pointing up for the most part. Uh, women over 55. Ooh, that's a good demo. Show very popular, apparently. Right. Uh, children under the age of 11. Is that... Considered creepy? No. No. It's for your sports knowledge, for Brady Stiff. Uh, apparently, uh, people that are incarcerated or in prisons, which is a big part of our listening audience, goes up about 12% when you're listening. I walk by the Cook County Jail every day on my way to school, so there, there you go. That might be a connection. <laughs> yeah. might, unfortunately, the uh, always prized and coveted male audience, 25 to 59 not a particular way. The arrow pointing down for no. you on that audience. Yeah. But, you know, you, women, women over 55, you are big. Good. You are, Thanks, Grandma. You know, just <laughs> breaking down our research studies here. What can I tell you? Yep. Yeah. But overall, you are uh, you are absolutely one of our most popular fill-in hosts. I'm sure you're thrilled to know that. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't see the Monday night football game. The Bears are playing them you next Monday. You I didn't did miss not. much. You didn't uh, miss I much. was shocked when I read the paper and saw the score, 45. Five to three, New England beat the Jets. Tell us about the uh, Bears' next opponent. Apparently, they're pretty good. They're called the New England Patriots. Yeah, they're good. Uh, Tom Brady, I think, established himself as the forerunner for the MVP race. There's, there wasn't a, uh, a runaway for the MVP race really that mm-hmm. has you know separated himself. Good point. Tom Brady last night was fantastic. Let me find his numbers here. Uh, I mean, this game was just never, never in question, never close. It's just. Uh, 326 yards, four touchdowns wow. for one Tom Brady. And this is against a coming in 9-2 and two New York Jet team? Yeah, but a lot of people were saying about the Jets, you know, they're lucky, you know, much like the Bears. Yep. Much like the Bears. The, the Jets have had yet to prove themselves mm-hmm. against a good team. And if that's the way they're going to play against a good team, well, then they may be in trouble going forward because now the, now the Patriots have the lead in that division by a game, I believe. And um, I, I haven't looked up who the Jets have. Um, you know, coming up, but they they obviously have the Bears. They got they got the Bears in a couple weeks, so um, it, it should be a, a really good game on Sunday. Uh, Bears Patriots. Bears are fortunate that this, the the uh, schedule came up and said, you know, the Bear or the Patriots are going to come to Chicago rather than the Bears going to Foxborough because was it twenty six in a row now for Tom Brady at home? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the guy's just unbeatable. At home. Which is, a believe, an NFL record. Is it? I, I haven't checked the record. Pretty book. sure. 26 consecutive starts at home with victories. That's incredible. I mean, you know, 26 doesn't sound that impressive. It's like when you talk victories for uh, college coaches, you know, 300, because we hear, you know, 600s and 800s. But when you break it down, 26 consecutive games. Yeah. How many home games do you play a year? Eight? Eight. And he missed a year with the, uh, with the knee. Unbelievable. Tom Brady. And I don't know, are you young enough to remember him playing collegiate football? No. No. Interestingly, he was not a star. Not right. a superstar. A serviceable 
if well, not slightly Mi- above average. When he was at Michigan, they were they were still very much a, a pro style offense. So he he yeah. handed the ball off a lot. You know, he'd throw. Well, he's a pro style quarterback. Right, so exactly. That wouldn't hold him back. Right. Well, at the same time though, they're they're focused on running the ball there. Whereas now a lot of these college quarterbacks they're throwing 50, 55 times a game. Tom Brady mm-hmm. just didn't do that. I mean, the Patriots yeah. still throw a ton, but not like these spread option quarterbacks who are going to throw 50, 55 times a game. I, I just remember him coming out of college, and I remember him becoming the uh, starting quarterback for the uh, Patriots after a couple of years. And I was surprised, honestly, that Tom Brady, uh, you know, made an NFL team. Mm-hmm. And all right, you know, he's a third-string quarterback, but I was shocked that he actually became a starter in the NFL because you watched him. I forgot who he played behind in college, and we are now talking about arguably one of the, after his career, top ten quarterbacks to ever play. Top five. Top five. I think him and Manning are going to go down as two of the best ever to play this game. Yeah. And it's kind of ironic that they play at the same time, and they have such a a rivalry um, Mm -hmm. between the two of them. It's, It's really fun to watch, actually. You know the the go the go the back and forth between these two guys. Peyton struggling. Peyton shined when when Brady was was hurt and or struggling a little bit. Um, so it's it's fun to watch the back and forth and just how good these guys are. I mean, despite Manning's recent struggles, I think it's what three picks in the last four games or something like that in each game, not just yeah. total. Uh, well, he had four. Four. That's right. Yeah, pick sixes in every yeah. game, and the Colts are now five hundred and in danger of missing the playoffs. I mean. The, the Colts have been a surefire playoff team for the last five, six years. Mm-hmm. Head coach Jimmy Caldwell probably starting to uh, feel a little bit of pressure. Tony Dungy leaves. The program's starting to fade. But, yeah, I think They've it's... had a ton of injuries, though. You, you can't put it all on the coach. I mean, no that, question. Their entire... They, I mean, they can't run the ball. They, they haven't been able to run the ball for yeah. a while now. Uh, and then you lose uh, Austin Colley. You lose Pierre Garçon for a game or two here or there. I mean, there's... Uh, there's only so much magic that Peyton Manning can do, especially when the defense knows what's coming. Mm-hmm. And they can't run the ball, so they know yeah. Peyton's got to throw. So, And this past weekend, he did throw for over 300 yards. I think he threw for three or four touchdowns. I've got him on my fantasy team. The, he still had a pretty decent fantasy The week. problem was he threw four interceptions, and I think a lot of his picks of late have gone the other yeah, way. Yeah, pick sixes. The old pick six, as right. you mentioned. So, uh, yeah, it's been a little bit of a rough goal for Peyton Manning, but I completely agree with you. I don't know if I'm ready to go top five yet but I, i'm gonna put peyton brady for sure even if they were re, re, to retire right now or get injured right now two of the top 10 that ever played when you go top five and they're contenders i'm just not ready to, to settle on them well, you get yeah, you got guys like bradshaw and staubach that I've, I've never saw play not marino top five. we're talking marino montana top five top five um let's see you haven't picked out my favorite guy yet ken stabler johnny U. johnny unitas of course of course, a, Johnny a, Colt, a Colts uh, alumni, if you will, alumnus. Hey, I resemble that remark. <laughs> Making comments of my age? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> um, who we miss? Oh, Brett Favre, Brett maybe Favre, top ten. Yeah, I don't know sure. if you put him in top five. And uh, and David Olson, by the way, we didn't give the guys kudos yesterday because we were still uh, celebrating the wrong word, but commemorating the death of Ron Santo. But we did have not a top ten quarterback, but a very Good NFL quarterback pass away yesterday. He became an icon on Monday Night Football, right? Dandy Don Meredith. Out the lights. The party's over. <laughs> they say that all good things must end. <laughs> Cocktails. You think Dandy Don was uh, nipping a few up there in the booth? Just a few. That was the, the original, right? 
or was it the NFL crew Monday night? Was, was it, it the original Cosell, crew? It, it was Cosell, and Meredith, and uh, Frank Gifford. Frank Gifford. But what I'm asking was that the the original, I, the ones that I kicked it off. I believe it was. I, think I, so. I know they were the ones that made it popular. There might have been a crew before him, but yeah, Howard Howard Cosell was awesome. I, I don't know if you've ever now, heard you before, would have loved him. way before. Although I have heard highlights, great voice. Yeah, great voice. Very very. I will tell you what, Brady Steph. Yeah. Exactly. This kid could play like nobody else's business, and to hear him announce boxing was outstanding. But uh, that was a great crew. Dandy Dobb passing away, age of 72, brain hemorrhage. So, David, he was not uh, sick. This was a sudden, tragic thing that happened to Dandy Dobb? Yeah, yeah, it was very Ooh. sudden. It was very sudden. The ripe age of 72. Can happen any time, Brady. That's young now. 72 I is young now. I've always worried about brain hemorrhages. So, you know, live lesson for your young man. Should I wear a helmet wherever I go? No. No? No. But live each day right? as if it were your last, because one day you will be correct. True. Very true. Thank you. And in our dedication to accuracy, (laughs) Uh the original Monday Night Football crew was Howard Cosell, Don Meredith, and Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson. They're rumbling. Keith Jackson did the uh, first season and then was replaced by Frank Gifford. Is he the Woe Nelly guy? Is that him? Woe Nelly? Yep. And Danny Dunn? Kit was the one who a lot of people use it now, but turn out the lights. The party's over. Dandy Don Meredith was the first to use that. Correct. Interesting. That was a signature. Yeah. And not, again, not top 10, but a pretty darn good quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys under Tom Landry, and I believe won a Super Bowl, too. So, well, tragic if you played death. for the Cowboys, you probably won a Super Bowl at some point. Right? What, I mean, say that again? If, you, if you've played for the Cowboys, yeah. you've probably won a Super Bowl at some point. That's a good point. I mean, the, Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Cowboys got to be up there as far as all-time all Super Bowl winningest teams, if that makes any sense at all. Tom Landry was basically the white Lovey Smith as far as stoicness. Mean? Oh, sure. But he made it work for him. For me, Lovey, and I know this year you know, it's turning out better. You know, For some it works, for some it doesn't. But Tom Landry wore the top hat. Right. But as stoic as can be. Never showed any emotion. His press conferences back then there wasn't nearly as many, but uh, he you know was not a great speaker. However, his teams offensively among the most creative in the NFL. So as stoic as he was, he had a great creative, and he had uh, his teams had a lot of fun playing the game. I don't know if Lovey's teams do. Um, I would say they have fun, especially when they're winning. You know, now they're what nine and three. So, I mean, they got to be having fun. They're winning. All right. And they're playing good defensive football, which is exactly what Lovey wants, good defensive football. Give me, give me a quick rundown. And, again, Brady Stiff in the house, talk a little NFL football here. We're going to get the Bulls. We'll go off the sports page a little bit. Lots of topics on the line here. You want to dial it in and uh, talk right now. We're doing some Bears and NFL football, 888-463-6748. We got a caller? All right, hold on. I was going to say, I want to hear your uh, thoughts, because we have an idea on the right, Chicago Bears. Right. Give, give me a quick synopsis, right, uh, real quick, and then we'll go out to the call. Um, they're playing really good defensive football, like I said. The offense is really starting to pick it up. Uh, and this five-game winning streak, they're 53% on third down, mm-hmm. which is above the league. I don't know. Well, it's above the league average, I'm sure, but... It's above the league's top third down team, which I believe is the Falcons at 48%. Of course, that's a whole season picture versus a five-game snapshot for the Bears. But I think, um, and I, I wrote about this yesterday on my blog, 
Uh, Earl Bennett, I do. Uh, mm. The nbr.wordpress.com. Free plug. I beg your pardon? The nbr.wordpress.com. It's very complicated. Yes. Uh, Earl Bennett deserves Pro Bowl consideration. Whether or not he'll get it is another story, but this guy is the best receiver on the team, and he's probably one of the main reasons they're 9-3. and three. Ladies and gentlemen, Earl Bennett's publicist, Brady Stiff, sitting in with us today. It's great to have you with us. Uh, I'd like a cut of that salary. Yeah. You know, you could. You know, We haven't got your Bears analysis since you've been in like three months ago. You could dial up and call us once in a while. I could. Talk to the big dog and the coach. Give us some Brady Stiff lines. You know, just a thought. Guy's not in the studio. He blows off his brothers here. You know, it's unbelievable. All right, let's go out to the phone lines again. Lines are open at 888-463-6748. Checking in from... The fine district of Columbia. It's caller Ben. Check it in, Ben. What's going on, Coach? What's going on, Stiff? Or how you both been? Ben, how are you, man? It, it, it's good to talk with uh, the Brady again. Coach, you're not going to remember this, but uh, we got a little six degrees of separation going. All three of us go back to the great dog, Mark Carmen. Ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you're shaking your head over there. A lot of people with, are over uh, Mark, there. Mark Carbon doing very well in Kansas City. Matter of fact, after the last Chiefs victory, I Facebook messaged him, uh, Bears, Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and I already booked him for a guest this February 11th. Oh, there you Super go. Super Bowl there preview show. That's that's the way to do it, Coach. Always uh, <laughs> been listening to you since it's to, uh, you since around 1240 back in the day. Oh, man, you so are a, good a stuff. loyal listener. You, you don't go all of the way course. back to the naked truth about sports, do you? I don't go back to the naked okay. truth. I remember I remember hearing about the yep. naked truth. It was only a distant was, memory. But, if uh, anybody could anyway. find any tapes out there, that was a classic. Yes, Ben? <laughs> well, the reason I'm calling, I wanted to get Stiffer's take. The two of us are, are both Indiana guys. They made a big hire today. Uh, Kevin Wilson, the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma, going to be their new coach. Wow. I, I think it's a good move for, for the Hoosiers in the sense that Glass had the opportunity to go with a lot of big-name coaches. Uh, in college football, there are rumors that Kevin Sumlin from Houston was going to go. Randy Shannon was another possibility, the former head coach at the University of Miami, the U, as people like to call it. I, I think this is a solid hire, Stepper, and I'd love to get your guys' thoughts on it, particularly because of his grasp for the offensive system at Oklahoma. He can recruit. He can recruit in the Midwest, and especially now with Nebraska coming in, this is a guy that knows that team and has beaten that team a couple times in the last few years. want to get your thoughts on the hire. Well, here's the thing, and what what has let me let me pose a question to you. What has Indiana's problem been over the last few years? Well, they've been they can't stop anybody on defense. Right. So, with this being an offensive guy, you know, Indiana has no problem scoring points. <laughs> it's a matter of them stopping someone on on defense. And yeah, I think it's I think it's a good hire because I think you're right. You're you're not going to get a big name guy uh, to come to Indiana. It's just not going to happen right now that, with the state of the program. Um, so I think the coordinator route was the right the, the right route to go. Uh, the offensive guy, you know, I, I like your points about the recruiting, recruiting against Nebraska, uh, recruiting. I'm sure he's made Midwest connections um, through his time at Oklahoma. Um, I, I think it'll be interesting to see exactly what he does um, on offense because, like I said, Indiana does not have trouble scoring points. Um, a new era will be ushered in at Indiana on offense because Ben Chappell's graduating. You've got Edward Wright what? Baker behind him. Ben Chappell graduating after yes. eight years. After eight years, finally <laughs> seems like it. Seems like Ben. It. Do you do you think the new coach will change the motto of Indiana football this year's T-shirts and I think last year's both set for football? 
It said uh, first basketball practice October 30th. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you think he's going to change that motto? Well, the real motto actually on the back of those shirts was finish, and that was something that Bill Lynch probably got canned for, the fact that two years ago his team was in a lot of ball games close in, and then yep. the fourth quarter would come along and they go into complete self-destruct mode. Yeah. I, I think it's a great point, Stiver, about how you need to find a new defensive philosophy at Indiana. I, I think the part of the reason why they wanted Wilson, uh, two times he was uh, noted as sort of the assistant associate head coach of the year, according to a lot of different uh, reports and sources and magazines and so on and so forth. I think they knew that their strength was the offense coming in, and they're just hoping that they can find somebody uh, that has a solid defensive IQ that they can bring in and at least attempt to turn some of these players around. It's a very young defensive front. They lost a lot of those good defensive ends uh, that were seniors, the Middletons and the Curlews and so forth. But they got some playmakers. Uh, They're still not very good. So I think you give Wilson a couple years or so. I, I think it's not the perfect hire, but certainly a good hire. I don't think you're going to get a perfect hire with Indiana because, like I said, the state of the program is such that... You want Ron Zook, you can have him, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. Feel, hey, feel they're, going to, they're going to a bowl, and Indiana's not. So that just goes to show you the state of the Indiana program. Just don't give me Ron Zook's voice. Have you guys ever noticed that the voices of the head coaches at Illinois are the two worst voices? <laughs> totally agree, Ben. Totally agree. Oh you know how God. I feel about Illinois basketball. What if Bruce? What if Bruce Weber was a sports talk host? How long would that career last? Oh God! Wow! Yeah, India. Well, first of all, a really good guess. The dearly departed Bill Lynch, by the way, upstanding guy. Don't forget, he caught some tough no luck question. too. Uh, you know, one of his receivers couldn't catch the ball in the end zone this year, but I really right. liked him. And India, the worst break to happen to Indiana football in the last few years was the tragic uh, cancer and eventual death of Terry Hepner, because it seemed like. Uh, ben in D.C., it seemed like Terry Hefner was changing the culture of the program. He got everybody on campus enthused, and, uh, boy, his death just set back the program at least a couple of years. Yeah, Coach, that's a terrific point, and that's one of the reasons I think I like the Wilson hire. He worked for Terry Hefner okay. back at Miami of Ohio. He was also with Randy Walker, the former Northwestern coach, when he was at North Carolina. So he has those Big wow. Ten Midwest connections with those guys. Was and he connected to uh, – was he connected to Mark Carmen as well? Uh, you know what? You never know. Who isn't connected, to, is Mark connected to Mark Carmen? I think if he was Miami of Ohio, I guarantee if you follow the uh, <laughs> the roots of the tree. Well, I mean, especially if he's got Randy Walker connections, that's, Chicago, that's Northwestern, exactly. WGN Radio, I Mark Carmen. It all goes back to Kansas City sports talk host <laughs> and producer Mark Carmen. He's the new modern-day Chuck Norris. <laughs> <Mark Carmen. laughs> and all Kevin right, guys, Bacon, right? That's right. Hey, guys, I appreciate you taking the call. Good stuff, as always, and uh, continue to listen. Beautiful. Thank you, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Thanks. All right, Ben checking in the stiffer, huh? Yeah, that's what he called me in college. Very good. Very good. Fellow Indiana University grads. I can't. Indiana football, they've had their years. I mean, I remember when I was uh, probably like teenage. They had one, some great teams. Johnny one Rose, yeah, John Pont, is the head yep. coach, and they had the they had a special name for their backfield. But I remember a guy named Johnny Eisenberger and okay. another guy named Harry something or other. But that boy, that's going a long way back for some really good Indiana football teams. One Rose Bowl appearance, I believe, nineteen sixty eight. Ouch, nineteen sixty eight when OJ Simpson was running the ball for the USC Trojans. Mm-hmm. We got demolished in that Rose Bowl. Not not good. You were just a, a twinkle in your mom's uh, eye at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, your mom was just a twinkle in her mom's eye at that point. Well, she was she was uh, ten years old, I believe. Okay.
My mom. You were not even in the embryonic stage at that not, point, Brady. Not said. close. Not close. You were close. nowhere to be seen. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, Ben from D.C. drops off and leaves uh, eight other lines open. Hate when that happens, Brady. 888-463-6748. We were talking uh, Chicago Bear football. You sound like you're pretty optimistic on the uh, ball club. New England Patriots coming here's, up. Here's the thing. Before the season and during the first part of the season, I was sort of, and you, you can call this sports blasphemy, but... Uh, I was sort of reluctant to cheer on the Bears, to be all in with the Bears, because I sort of, well, I, I wanted Lovey Smith gone. Yep. Um, I, I was tired of his act. I was tired of his his defense. I was tired of the Bears not playing well. Um, but then this this um, this new team comes along, and it's a brand new team. I mean, with with Jay Cutler playing well, he's only thrown what nine picks in, in the first thirteen games, um, twelve games, I should say. Uh, the defense is outstanding. Brian Urlacher comes back, and he makes a huge difference. Julius Peppers, obviously they improved their team uh, from a personnel standpoint. But now, after after the Eagles win, I said I'd be a believer if they beat the Eagles. So mm-hmm. now I'm all in. Let's go. <laughs> Let, let's go as far as we possibly can. It's no secret that this coaching staff will be, be, will be back next year. Um, and I, I think, why not? They've, they've, done a, they've done a really nice job. I, I, please, though. Please don't get caught up in the uh, the winning and give Lovey Smith like a five year. Oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not about to give him a Do contract. Well, I know extension. you aren't, but what I'm worried, Jerry Angelo, is that Virginia McCaskey in her later oh, years yeah. and Ted and uh, Theodore Phillips in the business office might do that. Do not give Lovey Smith a long term extension. One more year, I'll ride the wave. I'm not a big Lovey fan. I'd prefer someone else, but uh, with success this year. But don't give him the long term extension. I guess it's the uh, the reincarnation of the College of Coaches. Maybe they're on the lakefront, going back to the old Cubs uh, concept. Oh, when they had six managers yeah, in one year. Exactly. I mean, you got what four head coaches on this team? Lovey, yeah, Marinelli, yep. Tice, and Martz. Mm-hmm. All have been head coaches in the league, yep. with varying degrees of success. Uh, but it's obviously working for the Bears right now. Yeah, I said all along, all they needed was a new offensive coordinator. It took a while for Mike Martz's offense to kick in, but. Uh, the Ron Turner regime is over, and the offense is clicking. Last game, and I want to get out to the caller real quick, 888-463-6748. I made the comment uh, Sunday's game, Brady, for the first time ever for me, watching Jay Cutler quarterback the Bears, I was uh, comfortable. I was a relaxed, happy. He's had wow moments, no question about it. But you're always on edge. Oh, Even yeah. if he's not intercepted, he's throwing a bad pass, it's nearly intercepted. Something does that. Last Sunday's game, for the first time. There was no close only, two plays. There was no near disaster. A, Everything was smooth and calm and precise. I loved it. He's only made a couple bad, really bad decisions in the when, last couple games. Uh, you go back to the tips. There was there was one uh, on Sunday. There was a uh, a screen pass that uh, got blown up, and he tried to, he tried to float it towards Matt Forte. Yeah. It almost got picked off. Uh, and there was one. In the Eagles game where he tried to throw, I think it was tried to throw into the end zone, maybe into um, triple coverage, and that almost got picked, but it didn't. He hasn't thrown a pick in eight quarters now, yeah, at least go, eight quarters. But go back to the Eagles game, and who do they play after the Eagles? You mean before? Wasn't it the Vikings? Yeah, before. The, yeah, Vikings? Go back to those two games, and I guarantee you, you will see three or four should-have-beens. Yeah. Would-have-beens interceptions. That's what I'm right. talking about. This past game, there was not any of those. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick again, 888 Four six three sixty seven forty eight. It's caller No Stones checking in. No Stones, welcome to the TalkZone.com. Hey guys, how are you? Average. 
Well, hey, well, <laughs> Average I, I like best. the Bears talk, and uh, let me just add that. Uh, did you see our our next opponent play last night? I think we need to uh, we need to maybe not get as caught up in it. That Patriots team looked really, really good, and I, I think it's they're also be a huge they were also barometer. at home though. Henry Melton will have Brady on the turf within two series. The only question I have is who is New England's backup quarterback because Henry Melton and Anthony Adams will make pancake batter out of Tom Brady. <laughs> Next question, hey, please. I, believe me, I hope so. <laughs> they look good, though, and, and I think that's going to be a barometer where yeah. the Bears team's at is when we when we take on the Pats next week. Yeah, no stones. I didn't see the game we talked about a little bit earlier. I was shocked when I read the paper, though. 45-3. to three. Uh, Was the defense dominant, too, Brady? Well, the, see, the Jets' offense has been anemic at best, and they, they never start out a game fast. And um, that was the case again last night, and they never recovered. Um, I still think Mark Sanchez is going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. Um, he's got pretty good tools around him. I mean, you look at LT, who's having a great year. Sean Green, who I think is going to be a real stud in this league. Uh, Braylon Edwards and Santonio Holmes, good receivers. Bray- Braylon Edwards didn't play well last night. Um, Santonio Holmes had quite a few catches. I uh, don't know his yardage, but um, the Jets are that, that team that is hard to figure out because they don't start well, yet they've got all these talented, talented players. They've got the the supposedly good defense that Tom Brady tore to bits last night. Still a pretty good record, too, 9-3. and three. No stones, what do you think? It's five days away. We'll preview it more coming up. But right now, after watching New England last night, uh, Bears... I think the one advantage the Bears have is they basically can play free and easy. Not much to lose. They're on a roll. If they lose the game, it's not disaster. I think that'll work psychologically for the Bears. But uh, how do you see it? Can the the Bears stay with the Patriot? I think they can stay with them. Um, You know, they're going to have the Soldier Field crowd uh, on their side. And the Soldier Field turf. uh, Yeah. (laughs) New England's a team that that is used to playing, uh, you know, outside in cold temperatures, obviously, and um, you know, Brady looked, you know, as good as he has last Thank you. night. I think he had, you know, 330 yards passing and four touchdowns, no turnovers. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're coming in on a tear and, and yeah, we, we got out of Detroit with an ugly win, uh, on the road, but, um, you know, there were a few things that they'll definitely need to patch up if they're going to, uh, if they're going to, you know, Make a real run at the Patriots this Sunday. Well, the, I think I think we get edged out at home this weekend. I do. I think the Lions game was a bit of a trap game, don't you? Well, I don't know. That term was thrown around. I I think the team's focused enough to where they can just kind of just they don't need to look at an opponent in any certain way. But um, well, they they, I think they the came Lions out are are definitely a better team than people give yep. them credit for. And guys, I mean Drew Stanton. Who'd you rather have, him or Caleb Haney, right now for the Bears' number two quarterback? I mean, he he looks pretty good. As a matter of fact, I think he had the highest passer rating out of any quarterback we played all season long. If I have Drew Stanton doing the Dougie, I'll take it any time. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> he he could be my backup quarterback uh, any day. Yeah, I like exactly. Drew's true, and I like the way he carries himself too. It looks like he's got a little flair for the game. He does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I I just thought that. That coming out, coming into that game, the Bears had to be ready to play, and they, in the first half, they were certainly not ready to play. Um, in the second half, it was a, they did a complete 180. It was a totally different team, especially on defense. Uh, they they tackled 100 percent better in the second half. 
Uh, so I, I give the Bears credit for winning sort of despite themselves. Yeah, and you finally saw it actually happen. You know, we're always the team that sets our, our offense up in good field position with the return game, but now you finally saw it happen to kind of happen to us where the other team, they, uh, they're winning the field position battle, and it was good to see our defense kind of respond because, you know, that, that Stephon Logan guy on Detroit, Ooh, the returner, he, he's, he's good. good. Five feet, five and a half inches tall with a motor to burn, my friend. No stones, we got to go to a break. Make sure you call us Thursday or Friday for a little uh, football preview. We'd love to have you as a, a guest competitor on our right, infamous Beat the Schmoes games. Thank you, uh, No Stones. Right, Sounded upset with being let <laughs> off, you know. We got to get to other callers. We got other things to talk about. It. I didn't mean to personally. Uh... He can handle it. You think so? He can All take right. it. I don't want to offend any of our listeners. We don't have that many of them, quite frankly. We got to hang on to each and every one we have. All right, quick break. Talkzone.com. Two guys at a mic. Big dog off today. Brady Stiff, the man in the house. Back in about thirty-eight seconds. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john Cohn. Hey, welcome back two guys and a mic show brady stiff in the house one hour of sports talk and more that's what we do here every monday through friday five days a week one hour a day five in total want to talk some basketball coming up but uh, brady a couple of emailers inquiring uh, last time we had you in the studio you uh, had longtime female companionship. I believe the young lady's name is Katie. I have kidded Katie before over the airwaves. Hopefully she hasn't taken it personally. The big question is, are you still uh, in said relationship with favorite listener, Katie? Of course. There's more than a few emailers worried about that. <laughs> they don't want to know about your uh, knowledge of the Bears or anything in sports. Just my they relationship just want, status, yeah, huh? Yeah, maybe a couple of females maybe hoping that you were not. Oh, all in right. In a long-term relationship with Katie, and apparently some guy named George is disappointed that you're creepy. still Creepy. Very huh? creepy. <laughs> <laughs> we have a strange listener base, I will tell you that. If we ever strange had a remote party, and the, the people that listen to this show, how do I gently put this? I don't think they're <laughs> of the uh, the normal path of, of American, um, you know, Socially middle class. awkward? Uh, huh? Socially awkward? That's a nice way of putting it. Okay. Yeah, outside the box a little bit. Outside the box, yeah. yeah. In another world. Possibly. La La Land. I, I think if we ever had a party, David Olson, I don't know if you want to coordinate this, but I guarantee you'd be entertained. Because <laughs> the people who are attracted to this show, again, we, these where, are not your mainstream wallflowers at parties. Where you? where would you have a live remote if, if we were to ever have a live remote? Where, where would you do it? 
at a bar. Well, we could just have a listener party. Okay. And do a show like a like a best of show. Yeah, or we bring uh, Robert the Rain Man McEwen. Okay. Who does some live webcast for one of our uh, sister sister websites? Almost said sister station, sister websites. And he could film it, put it up on the website. Joel, the big dog, could do interviews. It'd be a good time. Live, Joel, live. Absolutely. All right, I'm yeah. in. I'll be there. Okay. Let me know. There you go. Eight 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 eight. Four six three sixty seven forty eight. The phone number. Brady. The Chicago Bulls won again yesterday. I don't know how much Bulls basketball you watched, but uh, they put on a clinic. Yeah, they put was, on a clinic. Gets a real good Oklahoma City team last night. I, I was really glad that I decided to DVR that game because the Bulls played a really complete game. They held. Well, I shouldn't say they held Durant to twenty nine points, but he got half his points in the fourth quarter when they were behind. You know, trying to make a comeback when he had to take over the game. Uh, Luol Deng played a fantastic game last night. Uh, offensively, defensively, I mean, he went to the hole stronger than I've ever seen him go to the hole before. Uh, Derek Rose was fantastic as always. Carlos Boozer with a big game. Um, 29 and 12. 29 and 12, double double. <laughs> I'll take that every night from wow. him. Wow. Every night. I mean, he made some of these shots, I mean, just acrobatic, flipping it up over his head after getting fouled and. You know, some nights are your nights, but um, it's it's nice to see the Bulls have a, another viable scoring option other than Derrick Rose, because in the past it's been Rose creating for himself from the top of the key, driving, throwing up a circus shot, maybe getting fouled. It's nice to have another option to be able to go to um, and be confident in in Carlos Boozer. Got any Bulls fans, NBA fans out there you want to check in? Quick segment on hoops here at 888-463-67. 48, I love the fact that you said Derrick Rose had a really good game because the line, 11 points. Right. So you think Derrick Rose had an off game, and even in the newspapers, oh, the Rose-Westbrook matchup was kind of a dud. No. No, the way the Bulls, you haven't watched all the Bulls games That was That was really the first game that I've sat down and watched. But your description of Bulls basketball with Derrick Rose at the point was spot on. Because that's too much of what the Bulls is. Derrick right. Rose dribble, 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 and then he throws up some ridiculous circus shot. The guy's an incredible talent, no question about that. Last night, Brady Stiff, you saw Bulls basketball at their best, where Derrick Rose gave up the ball early in possessions, and mm-hmm. he got the rest of his teammates involved. And they've got a lot of guys that can score the hoop this year. Yeah. You, know. you got you got Rose, you got Boozer, Boozer. you got Dang. Luol Dang is a legitimate. I always said, if he's your number four scoring guy, you're in business. And right now, Lou Aldang is our number four scoring guy. You know what? The Bulls are a biz. Yeah. Joakim Noah cleans up the rebounds. Um, he had more than one rebound last night. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Kyle Korver Kyle off Korver. the bench. What a big game from him, hitting some big shots when it counted. Tell you what, for a slow white guy, if you want to learn how to play <laughs> basketball, but if, if any young kids out there, you want to learn how to play basketball and how to get open without the ball, he might Watch be the best shooter. I've ever seen. Watch a shooter. Yeah. Any shooter. J.J. Reddick. Kyle Korver coming off of screens, coming off of screens, always moving. You never stop. You try to lose your defender. Um, when I play basketball, and it's not very often, I haven't played basketball in a long time. Mm-hmm. But if I stood up, you'd see that I'm not much height-wise. I'm vertically challenged, as they say. Yep. Uh, in more ways than one, height and hops. Uh, so I, I make my living outside the three-point line. Uh, I became a, a pretty decent shooter. Uh, they didn't carry me very far in uh, my basketball career. Um, I was uh, competitive in every level except freshman, sophomore, and varsity in high, high school. Junior high, high school and college. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, 
but I, I'm a shooter, and uh-huh. I, I've sort of modeled my game after Redick and after Corver, you know, always moving, always coming mm-hmm. off screens, trying right. to get open. You and me should play hoops together I, I'm because in. I'm a screener. Oh, there you go. We'll work together. Yeah. Team. There's no I in team, See coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would screen for you. I love setting the screen and then opening up. You watch little, kids little today. roll action? Yeah. John Stockton, uh, Carl Malone? I don't like rolling. Okay. I like pick and pop. All right. So you, you, you uh, yeah, got a little... Rolling, rolling into traffic, even though I'm fairly <laughs> tall. I never had any back-to-the-basket moves. Never learned those. Like you, I made up for my lack of athletic ability with no uh, jumping ability. Either. That's why we talk about sports now instead of playing them. Absolutely. <laughs> those who can do. We took our talents behind the microphone. Thank you very much. One could argue they were still looking to where to take our talents. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 888-463-6748. You watch the game. You agree with us on Chicago Bull basketball or feel free to disagree, but they looked awfully good last night. And I think if they play like that and are not Derrick Rose dominated, the more you watch them, Brady, if they can be more than a playoff team. And I'm not ready to call them a NBA championship contender, but you know what? Not that far away. Right. They got a lot. Of threats this year, depth, yeah, deep in talent, and you do got a superstar to lead them. Mm-hmm, exactly, and a lot of people are saying, and well, I've heard this in Chicago mainly, but we're looking through rose-colored glasses. See what I did there? Um, the uh, the MVP talk surrounding Derrick Rose is ramping up. It's a little early, a quarter of the way into the season. Yeah, it's a little early. I know it's it's still on this side of the uh, mm-hmm. calendar as we switch from year yes. to year. So um, if he continues this up. You know, uh, this 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 play through March and April, then, I mean, how can you call anybody else the MVP? You got Kobe. LeBron's not having a great year. Um, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, yeah. He's, he's going to be in the conversation for a long time to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Derrick Rose, if the Bulls didn't have Derrick Rose, isn't that the definition of a most valuable player? Yep. If the Bulls didn't have Derrick Rose, where would they be? Probably in the, in the bottom of the Eastern Conference, not making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But we've got Rose. This is, what, year three for Rose? Um, so, I mean, he just continues to improve. I mean, I've never seen anybody throw the ball down when he dunks with more authority than Derrick Rose. He I've never seen anybody down. hang in the air. I mean, as much as I don't like him dominating the basketball sometimes, some of his moves to the baskets are just unbelievable. A, the quickness. Yeah. And the burst upon which he gets to the And he's in control. Hoop. It's not like he's out of control. He right. is in control while moving that quickly. Yeah. It's incredible to watch. And, and up in the air, he's so strong yeah. that he can actually adjust and, like you said, not be out of control, but square up and make ridiculous shots look, I won't say easy, but uh, somewhat legitimate. That, that's what Stacy King was talking about last night during the broadcast. Yeah. Was Glad you mentioned him, by the way. He thinks that Derek doesn't get foul calls because he's in such good control of his good body that, that officials don't seem to think he gets fouled. I got, I got a minor issue with Stacy, and I, and I like Stacy King. And I thought the point that he brought up, I remember hearing that, and that was excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent. But, and partly because he's just so strong. Yeah. Where other guards would, would take the foul and they'd show the hit. He takes the foul, but he's just so darn strong. He doesn't show it. That was a good point. But I don't know if Stacy King has collected the ghost of uh, Johnny Red Kerr or not, but he is becoming a major, major homer. Oh, yeah. But not not good. I mean, like, you know, Johnny Red Kerr, it just got to the point of ridiculous. Every call was against the bull. Every, I mean, come on, Johnny Red and Stacey King. And I love Stacey. And very charismatic, brings up some good points, got a smile that could light up the gymnasium. Very cool guy. But he is starting to fall in that trap. 
and it's not a good one when you're I don't mind you're rooting for your team that you're announcing for. But when you start complaining about every call against you, yeah, and, and you look at the replay and everything is on the Bulls side, to me that that is that, that the culture of the NBA though. The refs always get the call wrong if it's good, if it goes against you. No, it shouldn't be for announcers. Yeah, but I mean he's a former player, so maybe he's got that attitude. Well, or one could say he's a former player, so he should have a better perspective. You'd think it could go either way. Yeah, I just I, I don't know if Stacey I, st- I start to I start I start thinking like officials though, um, when they start talking about was that a good call bad call? Yeah. I sometimes I watch basketball games and I I lose focus on the score, the situation, who's playing well, and I watch the officials. Yeah, I do too. You and I are brothers in stripes. Yep. So you know I I think like an official sometimes, mm-hmm. and so. That goes back to my point about Derrick Rose. If Derrick Rose isn't put at a disadvantage when he's making these shots and gets hit, then they're not going to call a foul. The advantage-disadvantage trade-off there mm-hmm. with Derrick Rose going up for a for a shot, whereas other guys might embellish the fact that they got fouled and make it obvious, then they have to call the foul. So I give credit for to Derrick Rose for playing through contact. How is your officiating career going? Those not aware, Brady Stiff, a, uh, I think the best I could say is a semi-respected official <laughs> in Chicago's beautiful western suburbs. Coach, I've given out a lot of tees this year. I don't like it. Really? Yeah. So, some, I, some I wish I could take back. See, to me, a good official never has to give out a tee. Yeah, and that's, that's what I struggle with. I don't I know that I've with. ever teed up anybody. Really? Never. you got to know how to talk to these guys. Yeah, that's, that's part of the thing I struggle with is, See? is, is yeah. game management. Although some have been no-brainers for language, or I had one the other night where a girl slammed the ball down in frustration. Yeah. I mean, those those are those are no-brainers. Well, um, I wouldn't say that. There, there, there's throwdowns and there's throw. There's a lot of throwdowns that wouldn't tee it up. Well, if if a girl or a, a player bounces the ball and catches it right away, mm-hmm. I'm not teeing the player up for that. But the way she did it, bounce the ball ten feet in the air. I mean, out of frustration, you, you kind of got to call that one. Well. See, as an official, I would say you kind of call that one early in the game, if it's a tight ball game, late in the game. Yeah, you might would, not. Yeah, you might not call it. It's, I it's would not make game that call. management, game situations. Yeah. So you're um, one of those guys who puts on the stripe, and all of a sudden your personality changes. <laughs> you got that little. You got that little aura going. I'm the referee. You get that little uh, conquistadorial, uh, powerful attitude, and that's it. And right there, you're putting up that separation. You got to find a middle ground yeah. between the two. You put, it, but you put the you put the referee stripes on, but you got to remember you're a player, right? You're a fan, right? You're part of the part of the fraternity. You know what the players are going through, and you know what the coaches are going through. You got to work with them. In high school, though, them. I think that was only the that, shoot that may have been the first no second technical foul I've ever given on a player mm-hmm. in high school because ninety nine percent of the time the players are um, very well behaved, very well coached, and we tell them before the game, you know, sportsmanship is. Our number one point of emphasis, you know, display good sportsmanship and we won't have any problems. 99.9% of the time, it's not a problem. It's just when a player gets in my face and yells at me because I made a call against him or, uh, you know, a girl slams the ball down Mm -hmm. and, you know, it goes 10 feet in the air that, unfortunately, you know, you're almost obligated to call the technical foul in that situation. Semi-respected referee Brady Stiff joining us here. The two guys in a mic show. (laughs) Are you reffing uh, girls, guys, what level? Uh, girls, boys, I've done... High school. High school, yeah. So you could be assigned to one of my games, possibly. Sure. Who do you coach? Wouldn't that be weird? <laughs> I Because we never know who the referees are before, and a lot of times the refs don't know either. 
Where do you coach I walk at? in the gym in a Brady stiffwear in the stripes. North Shore Country Day in the okay. proud independent school league. Okay. I don't think uh, – because it works through assigners, I'm sure I'm yes. sure you know. I don't think uh, that assigner oh, – yeah. uh, do you know who your assigner is? I have no idea. Okay. Um, then I, I can't re- help you. I may request you. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Give me more games. That'd be an interesting, interesting matchup. Tee it up, baby. Hey, come on. Wrap the game hadn't even started. It's like the Three Stooges. This is for what you're saying about me when I can't hear. Exactly. Remember when that one Mo would slap Curly on the side? What's that for? That's for what you're doing when you're, my back is turned. That's what, right. when, when you're out of the studio and when I'm in, you know, sitting in your chair, yep. that's yep. that's what I talk about with, with David Olson is how, how we can scheme to tee you up. Yeah. Well, you know. God bless you. If that's what entertains you, feel free to do so. Uh, by the way, there may be some times for you to do that coming up in a couple of weeks. I will be on uh, suspension slash New Year's leap oh, I'm for in. a week and maybe a couple of days. So uh, there may be some opportunities where Brady Stiff will be in here solo and just uh, make sure you behave yourself. Remember, everything you do, you're on live webcast. Of course. So if you're going to scratch yourself, scratch yourself uh, appropriately. Right. Thank you very much. All right, any other thoughts? I know you're a big Blackhawks fan. Patrick yeah. Kane, star player for the Chicago Blackhawks. Apparently, uh, do we have our – David, have our medical people checked in with us yet? I don't know who our medical person is, but do we have a report from our uh, studio doctor? No, we do not. We do not. How, <laughs> <laughs> Tell and that me was about the Blackhawks report. Huh? <laughs> You know, we, we can't get a female intern. We lost Ray, the research guy. We can't get a medical expert. It's unbelievable. This is a – it's a low-budget program. Well, I think I, I think Quenville was going to address Kaner's situation today after practice, okay. or if they if they have some sort of press conference. Um, did Did you see it happen? Uh, I saw it happen. Well, I saw it the replay, uh, and it did not look pretty. What, that's for sure. What I, happened? Uh, he got his leg sort of. You know how hockey boards are. I mean, they 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 meet at a right angle with the ice. So if you get your skate blade caught in there, it can make for an ugly situation. And it was either an ankle or a knee. The Hawks are calling it a lower body injury. You know how hockey teams are with their yep. injury reports. It's a lower body injury. Uh, it's clearly a leg. Uh, it's just a matter of whether it's a knee or an ankle. Quenville did say that it's not serious. It depends on how you define serious, whether it's you know season-ending or he's going to be out for a month. We don't know. I mean, it could be an ankle. It could be a sprained ankle. It could be a sprained knee, twisted knee. What? It could be any multitude of things. The replay they showed on TV – the, the player that checked him was sort of in the way of his leg sort of crumpling, so I didn't really get a, a great look at what happened. But mm-hmm. um, either, either way you put it, Kane and Hosa are both out now uh, for the Hawks. And in the past, it wouldn't be that big of a deal, I'm talking last year, because they were so so deep. Now they get, they got to get their scoring from Sharp and, and Taves, and Stahlberg's got to step it up. Um, guys Thomas like that. Kopechny. Thomas Kopetsky. Yep. God bless you. <laughs> um, you know, sadly, Poland? I have watched very little Blackhawk hockey. It's not because I would not like it. I, I totally caught the hockey fever last year. It's just basically lack of time. Yeah. But I know they've been uh, up and down and probably more down than up. It, it, having a hard time capturing the magic of last year's team. They're 7-3-0 and in their last 10. They had a great circus trip. They went 4-2-0 and on the circus trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's starting to come around. Uh, and Corey Crawford is really making a statement in goal. Yeah. Uh, he's going to anti-Niemi uh, Marty Turco. Very, very similar situations. Right, exactly. Hey, you know what? You need two good goalies over the course of the let it play out. Right. But but the one thing I wouldn't want to say, uh, make it, is one or the other. going to need two, in my opinion, you're going to need two good goalies, let it play out. You'll settle on one come crunch time. Just like last year. 
Cristobal Huey, Antti Niemi, both played well, both played bad. And then it came playoff time, and Niemi won the cup. Yeah. I still love uh, Joel's Aunt Naomi. Yeah. He actually has an Aunt Naomi. Does he really? Who kept thinking she was in the news. Like, <laughs> well, Naomi? apparently in Finland, where I believe Antti Niemi is from, yep. Antti Niemi is like John Smith here in America. Ah. There are a ton of Antti Niemis. Really? And Antero Nidamaki, another goaltender. God bless Finnish goaltender in the NHL. Antti Niemi and Antero Nidamaki. Very common names in Finland. I think I had Antero Nidamaki one time <laughs> behind the leg. Put a little Vaseline on it. The there warm weather came and it went away. I'm fine now. All right, we got to wrap up uh, the show. David Olson, on a scale of 1 to 10, where would you uh, rate today's particular performance? 6.5. Ooh. We can improve upon that, though. 6.5. Set the bar low. There's always room for improvement. I'm not satisfied with a 6.5. I'm shooting for 8s or 9s. David's a hard grader, though. It was the Romanian judge that brought the score down. (laughs) (laughs) And how much was he paid for that? Goodness. Well, Brady, most of all, I'm, I'm happy that you're still uh, with Katie. I, I have not met the woman, but I will say any female that could put up with you for that long of a period of time, she absolutely has to be a true saint. She must. Yeah. I guess. All right. <laughs> we will catch up uh, after the show here, but uh, thank you so much for coming in. Hey, thanks for having me. Go Hoosiers. Go Hoosiers. Hoosier basketball this year? They're 7-1, and one, I believe. A big game this Saturday against Kentucky. Have they played a men's team yet? Uh, they played Boston College. That was their lone <laughs> loss. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll get Brady back in in a couple of weeks. Two guys at a mic, talkzone.com, signing off. Have a great day.